Welcome to The Shift, the podcast that empowers you to make a change in your life and chase your dreams with passion and purpose. If you are tired of feeling stuck in a life that doesn't fulfill you, if you have big dreams and ambitions but struggle to turn them into reality, if you want to break free from self-doubt and limited beliefs, Join us every week to listen to inspiring stories from regular people just like you, actionable insights, and the motivation you need to make the shift towards your own dreams. And please don't forget to share, subscribe, and leave us a review to help spread the message and inspire others. Hey, 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 welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the podcast, The Shift. Build your life on your own terms. This episode is very unique and special at the same time. Why is it unique and special? Because today we are going to be talking about mindset and about how it translates to life and business. Today I have a special guest. His name is Giovanni Jordan. He has a tons of knowledge about boxing, martial arts. He had over 60 pro and amateur fights in the past, and he also teaches martial arts at a school called ASD, stands for Academy of Self-Defense. But first and foremost, he teaches mindset. I'm also proud to say that he's uh, one of my life mentors as well. Coach, welcome to the show. Pleasure to be here. Well, said. So as we're talking about mindset, why do we want to talk about mindset? Mindset shapes the way we view uh, the world and the way we engage in life. It, grow out, it grows out of the experiences we have. And irrespective of whether it's a negative experience or a positive experience, there is a filter that is formed in our mind that limits our mind. That limits what our mind absorbs. So. Push. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. And tell us a little bit more about yourself. Where you come from uh, and how did you actually, how did you actually become a fighter? I'm originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, we uh, moved out here when I was about uh, 12 and growing up in Philly, I'm an only child. Uh, my father passed away when I was two, so the neighborhood I was in was pretty, pretty rough. At the time when I was growing up, you pretty much had two choices. You really got into a set of sports or you were going to go into the gangs. I was very interested <laughs> because I was an only child and hanging with the gangs because they, they seemed like channel to me, like brothers and sisters. I was also very good in sports, very athletic. And... There was a point where sort of the bad kids were more inspiring to me than than sports. But luckily, the the older gentlemen in the neighborhood they understood that it's very hard for a single parent to raise a child in that area and to keep them keep them fit as far as from a parent. So the older guys and some of the older they call them the OGs, older game memory members took it upon themselves to watch out for me to make sure that I pretty much stayed out of the game and that I stayed in school and stayed in the sports. At the time, I didn't like it. 
It was more of like, no, hang with these guys are fun, but they had a lot of respect for money in our situation. So they took it upon themselves to make sure that if I, if they did catch me out doing uh, the wrong things with the wrong crowd, I paid the price for it. And it got to the point where um, I was technically considered a good street fighter. <laughs> I liked it. I, I was kind of good at it. And um, this one, uh, this one person who, who was uh, kind of really big in our neighborhood, who had a lot of connections, had said, "You're wasting a whole lot of energy fighting in the streets. Why aren't you, why aren't you going to the to the gym and boxing do some real fighting? Why can't I take that as a challenge? Like, what do you mean? I'm I'm good." He says, "Yeah, but you're not that good." <laughs> and that's a I already had a reputation. And then somebody came up to me and told me that I really wasn't that good and I really wasn't doing really fighting. Well, I knew boxers. I liked boxers. I always wanted to do that, but I didn't really know how to get involved. So he actually brought me to it. And the minute I walked in, I just, everything about it, just literally kind of fell in love. It was, yeah, it was just something about the gym, the boxing, the sweat, the, the smell, the hearing the sounds of people hitting the bag, hearing the sound and watching people work that hard. And they were so serious. And that was a profound effect as far as I didn't realize that when you watch a fight, you don't realize the work they put into it. I enjoyed watching the fights, but I never thought about how hard it took for them to train to get to that point. That when I saw it first ten, I'm like, it really made me realize that these guys were really hard to get back to it. So when I met the, my first coach, he was Gus, Gus Williams, and he, he took me in as a little youngster, a little scrapper. He heard about my reputation as being a little street kid, a little tough. He also understood that I, was, uh, I didn't have a father. So he saw that I was really hungry. Um, he saw that I was really excited about this. I was young, but he saw that I wanted older. Uh, I was 10. I was 10, okay. 10, 10 years old, and he just saw that I was big for my age. I was fast, very athletic, but I was raw. I was very, very raw. And the one thing he would tell me is that you need a lot of work, but you have the intangibles. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? <laughs> it's the well you want it. You're hungry, and it seems like you're not afraid to work hard. It seems like you kind of enjoy it. And because it, because I know uh, many times I was the first one in the gym my life on the leave. There was an age group for for me to train, with. and once and they had, they had certain classes. And once that class was over, all the kids would leave, and I would stay. And I'd watch the adults train. I'd watch the big kids train, the teenagers, and uh, the amateur and the pro fighters. And I wouldn't leave. I was just glued to the side of the ring watching. Sometimes Gus would say, "Hey." Your class has been over for hours. It's time for your leave. I said, well, can I, can I just train a little bit on the back? I always, always had an excuse to stay longer. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was just, just absorbing everything I see. I was addicted to it. I wanted more. And that's what really, in a sense, they were talking about mindset. That is the start of my mindset, of finding something that I really loved so much that was a passion. It made it very easy to do it. It made it very easy because my, my drive to do it. I wanted it so bad. It was never, it didn't seem like a job. It didn't seem like work. 
because it almost felt like this is what I'm supposed to do. And once I, I started doing it and doing that, I, I uh, started competing in little amateur, little amateur shows and went for the Junior Golden Glove. Uh, first time I went out for it, I, I uh, overzealous and I lost because I just got emotional. <laughs> and second time when I trained, my, of course, my uh, coach Gus had told me all the things that I was doing wrong. And one of the big things that he uh, was telling me is, you, you're fighting between too much emotions. He says, you're letting your emotions get ahead of you and you're reacting. And he would always tell me these lessons that I always thought was pertaining to fighting. Always thought it was like, okay, these were fight strategies. And as I got older, I realized the things that he was telling me were life lessons. I mean, truly life lessons. He would tell me that as far as the, uh, the emotional thing, he would say, well, it's too emotional. And I'm like, well, what do you mean too much? I said, well, when you train, you got a lot of passion. But, and when you're sparring, you're sparring with a lot of passion, a lot of technique. But when it was real, when you got hit, somewhere in your mind said, you thought like, why did he hit me? And you started questioning. Then you forgot, I would forget on technique. Mm-hmm. And I would just brawl. I would just go crazy, like, how dare you hit me? And they'd hit me again, and I would get more emotional. And I would forgot everything that got me to that point because of my emotions. Mm-hmm. And he would play tapes back of my competition, and he would show me exactly when I would lose it. <laughs> and you can tell I was shocked. And he would says, he kept telling me, leave the emotions out. He says, because the emotions make you doubt yourself. The emotions make you forget why you're doing this. The emotions make you, and, and not to confuse emotions with passion, which a lot of people do. He says, you already have the passion because you love this. Now, make it happen. You can't make it happen with the emotion. And once I understood it, absolutely, once I understood it, I never lost. <laughs> it just made sense to me where he would physically show me and he put me in the ring. And it was, it was kind of tough because he would hit me. He would hit me in areas where it would hurt and he would wait for me to react. He would wait for me to get upset. He would wait for me to, to let it quit. He knew, obviously he's bigger than me, he's more talented, and he kept testing, but he talked to me first. He would tell me, don't get emotional. Understand, you, you're not going to ever be in a fight and not get hit. These are things that are going to happen, so don't be surprised if it happens. Understand your training, understand why you do it, understand all your technique, but don't ever think that you're not going to get hit. Don't ever think that you're not going to get knocked now. Don't ever think that you can go in here and everything's going to be clean and dandy and successful because it's not. And that's why I say that he related this. I related that to fighting, but that actually happened for my whole life. It's like, as good as I think I am, as good as an idea I may have, as good as like, oh man, this is so great. And sometimes the first little niche like that doesn't go my way, I've seen it so many people quit. They're like, oh, I can't do this. It's like, well, wait a minute. You got to say, why are you doing this? It's never going to be smooth. And that's when I also go back to my first impression when I went to the gym and seeing how hard people work. Mm-hmm. And they were guys in the gym that trained so hard and looked so good. I couldn't even imagine them losing. And as I look around and I talk to the coach, I'm like, yeah, this guy has three losses. 
for us. I said, how can you lose? Look at him. Listen, that's the word. He goes, it's a fight game. He has three, he has 10 wins, but he's also lost three times. And it just taught me that, that you got to be more dedicated. You got to want it more. Sometimes you are going to get knocked out. Sometimes you are going to fall back. Sometimes you are going to get disappointed. But it's a 12-round fight. You may lose one round, but the fight is not over. You may get knocked down. That was the first one that told me, if you get knocked down six times, get up seven. Is it That's all. Is it gold nuggets? Yeah, I was actually writing it down, guys, because this is life-changing gold nuggets that the coach joined is just dropping. <laughs> and I was like, get up, more, get up more times, then you get knocked down. Yes. Yes. Please continue. Well, that's, 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 <laughs> that's pretty much it. I, as I get older, I realize that a lot of things that he was telling me as a kid, even though I'm retired, I'm still in the business as a coach. I still train. And all the things that he has taught me and all the little sayings and quotes, they mean so much more now because I see it. I see it within myself, but I also see it in my students. I see them in the beginning stage and I see them like when I was, when they had so much distracted, when they had all these big ideas, but didn't know how to apply it, when they had all this energy and, and couldn't focus on the one thing and not realizing that it's one step at a time. It's like you see, I'll see guys that come in with all these, sometimes a little attitude, but sometimes they're like, well, I want to fight. My first question, why? Why why do I fight? For what? Why do I want to see if I can do it? Right away, at the side, like, okay, you just want to see. My response usually is, you can fight. Anybody can fight. We all can fight. Doesn't mean you're good. <laughs> Doesn't mean you're going to win. But we can all fight. Now, I would always tell them, and you've, you've heard me say before, if you want to fight for me, if I'm going to take you on and represent you and coach you and train you, you'll be ready to fight when you're ready to win. And there's a big difference between someone that is ready to win as opposed to somebody that just wants to fight. Like I said, anybody can fight. Doesn't mean you're good. Doesn't mean you're going to win. And that attitude can be very, very That also is a mindset. You got to understand that it's all a mindset. The difference is, is it a good mindset or is it a bad mindset? Is it a bad habit or is it a good habit? How can you distinguish that? I would assume you distinguish it by what are your goals? Is your mindset directing you and helping you, literally helping you reach your goal? Or it's not. Or if you see, like, okay, I got a mindset to, to be whatever this is, and but I'm trying this and I'm trying that, I'm trying this and trying that, and you find yourself, I'm not even close to where I wanted to go. Well, then that's, that's wrong. That mindset, the mindset should set you like, okay, what is the main goal? Let's say it's A to Z. All right. Well, Z is the goal. I had all these letters that go in, and you're going to have to try and find different routes to get to Z. Now, that mindset is going to get whatever you heard. Maybe you've heard this, or you've heard somebody say this, or you heard somebody do this, and you say, well, that's the route I'm going to take. A lot of times you got to realize that, well, so-and-so did it, and they're successful. And it was, that means that it's successful for them. 
what they did that that worked for me, which means it's not going to necessarily work for you. When you're talking about a mindset, you're talking about finding something that literally works for you. You don't want to be a copy of what you've seen because what they did, they found something that worked for them. It's not for everyone. The only thing that I can say that is common when you have a mindset to be successful is hard work. Now, that's on every mindset on reaching your goal. Number one, you've got to work hard. Now, you also need to work smart to get there. The biggest issue that I've seen is that one of the biggest issues is fear. Fear of failing and also just as important the fear of succeeding. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, say I see more people they're afraid of succeeding, which sounds pretty odd, than they're afraid of failing. Being afraid to fail is almost natural. It's like where we all say what if. We may say it loud, or most time we say it inside. What if it doesn't work? What if, what if, what if now, if you got somebody that you trust that you can open up to and say, hey, you know what? What if I don't make it? And they can give you an honest answer. Sometimes you just need that little boost of confidence. Okay, nobody makes it alone. Nobody makes it alone, even though it's my mindset, but you need to find those inspirations. Just like when I was boxing. When I first started, I walked in thinking I knew everything, but I didn't. I had to learn. I had to learn what works. I had to learn what works for me. I had to learn what doesn't work for me. I had to learn the basic techniques. I had to learn, more important than anything, I had to learn to pick the right mindset for me, which goes back to how do you figure out the difference between a good mindset and a bad mindset? Well, the easiest question, the easiest answer, is it, is it working? <laughs> Are you there? <laughs> Did you lose? Did you win? <laughs> it's easy. Now, the thing is, if you pick a mindset that you feel that's wrong, that you're just not getting to where you want, the number one thing you got to realize, okay, first of all, and then going back to Gus, he always says, follow your passion. Follow your true passion. Don't do it just because you see somebody successful doing this and your whole goal is to be successful. It's more powerful to have a passion for something, which means you feel it. If you're feeling it and you just don't see yourself doing anything else, then it's a good sign that this is for you. When you wake up in the morning thinking about it, when you go to bed thinking about it, when you're in the afternoon and you sit there like, it's just, well, if it's non at you, it's a sign and that's what you're supposed to do. Now, the biggest thing is most people are afraid of that. You're afraid of it. You love the idea. It's in you. It's your passion. But it's like, well, man, then you right away you start giving yourself the excuses to fail. Yeah. It's going to take too long. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't have the right hours. I, and I don't have enough money. I, you start putting all these excuses in front of something that you have a true passion for. And that's like, why? A lot of times when I see people fail, it's because they have the right intent. They have the right mindset. But to actually take that first step is scary because there's always that, what if I don't? Now, 
a lot of times you will find people who inside it's a fear, but it won't come out as fear. It will come out as excuses. They tell you something, yeah, I'm thinking about doing this, I'm thinking about opening my own business, I'm thinking about doing this. Why don't you cool? And then you see them six months, eight months, you know, a year later, and it's like, hey, what else happened? Well, this happened, that happened, like, and then there's another idea. Excuses. Excuses. That's a mindset killer. Excuses. And the thing is, excuses put you in a cage where the door is wide open. The door is wide open. You actually walk into the cage. Think that, well, I can't because I'm in a cage, but the door is wide open. Where do you think uh, these excuses come from? It comes right back to fear. It comes back to fear. You either have, and it's, it's crazy, in my life I've, I've seen two kinds of fears, literally just two. Fear of failing and fear of succeeding. The succeeding part seems really crazy. <laughs> but literally, it breaks, it's broken down to people are either afraid to succeed or they're afraid to fail. I come from a fighting background. So it was kind of embedded to me that it's a fight. And you're going to get hit. When I accepted the fact that, okay, this fight's for 12 rounds. I got 12 rounds to, to try and win this fight, okay? The other person has 12 rounds also. And they want to win also. <laughs> Number one, realize where you're at. <laughs> realize they want the same thing that you want. It's just that he has to go through me. And I have to go through him. So, so number one thing is, have your plan. Know what your plan is. Before you know the plan, know what the game is. Know what the game is. Right. Once you understand what, what the game is, then you start understanding, okay, this is the game. Now I'll start strategizing, how do I win? Bottom line is how, how do I win? Don't ever play the game just to be playing. We're talking about your passion and your life and goals. Understand the game. Understand the game. And then, once you understand the game, study how to win. Don't just play the game. People, a lot of people in life just play the game. They're just playing the game. And so this, this is where it's called gambling. That's where it's called gambling. The ones, when you just play the game, those are the people that are playing the, the nickel slot machine. <laughs> okay. They go to the, to the quarters, then they go to the dollar slot machine. Just like, and when they lose, like, eh, it's just the game. I just lost a couple quarters. Now you go to the, the high rollers <laughs> for thousands and thousands and thousands, and it's like, okay, that's that quarter. <laughs> they got serious. But it's the same mindset. It kind of goes back to that. You want a big reward, big risk. You have to take a big risk if you want a big reward. That's scary in itself. Mm -hmm. The reward part is beautiful. Everybody wants the reward. But you got to take the that means you got to do something that most people. Why aren't they doing it? That goes back to number one, fear. So number one, control your fear. If you have a goal, you have passion. Number one, control that fear. Your passion has to be stronger than your fear. Is, is that the, is that like, what would your recommendation be for people like where to start actually controlling the fear? Because a lot of people understand that. They have to control it, but I don't think a lot of people understand how it actually needs to be done. 
when I say control your fear, I'm not saying that it's never going to be there. When, and I'll put it in flight terms, when you're in a fight, I mean, when I'm in a round, my goal is to control the round, which means I win. I control everything. doesn't mean that, that I don't fight. I still got to fight. My goal is to win the round. All right? I'm still in the fight. Don't ever forget, I'm still in the fight. My goal is to control that round. That's just like fear. Don't think your fear is going to go away. It's not. Everybody has it. It's a natural feeling. It's a natural, humanistic, even animals have fear. And you see it. It is natural. Understand what it does. It can hold you back. It can, it can completely, completely stop you. Or it can gaze you forward. It can make you unstoppable. You're never, and I hate people say, well, you can be fearless. Being fearless doesn't exist. You are afraid. You know, sometimes that fear says, look, I'm afraid to lose, so I'm going to do everything I can to win. Now that fear is used in a good way. Right? I'm afraid to continue to live like this, so I'm going to do whatever I can to get out of this. I'm afraid to work my nine to five for the rest of my life and think that this is all I got, so I'm going to use that fear and do whatever I t- to take to get out. Oh, this is this is brilliant. I think you're putting you're putting fear on the fear itself. Exactly. Wow. I tell cats like this: don't be, don't try and get rid. Don't ever use it. Use it. It goes back to oh, he knocked me down six times. Get up seven. And once that happens, getting knocked down doesn't really bother you too much because I'm gonna get. I'm going to get up. Will I get knocked out again? Maybe. <laughs> but I'm going to get back up. I'm going to go to the next one. I'm going to finish the fight. I once, and that's doesn't mean I'm not afraid. I'm, I'm still afraid to get knocked out. Yeah. But the ultimate goal is get disease. So you, it's a fight. It's a fight for life. And most of the times that fight is internal. It's with yourself. And that's... That's made in front of us. Like, look, you got to deal with this. You have to look at that. Because can't somebody, your coach, your coach can't be you 24-7. Your mentor can't be with you all the time. Those inspirational people aren't always going to be, going to be there. So you got to learn. You got to take what you get from them. And in those moments by yourself, you got to have those conversations with yourself. And like, okay, do I really want this? Yes. How do I do this? This is how you do it. What's stopping me? You gotta ask yourself the hard questions. And you gotta be honest. What's stopping me? Well, I'm afraid. Okay. Address it. Now we know. Afraid. What exactly are you afraid of? A, B, and C. All right, let's do it A. So break it down. Break it down. Break it down. And when you're done, you're gonna feel like, what was I afraid of? I think it's a great strategy. What is your recommend for people who don't have this sort of understanding of how to break things down. Come to this show. <laughs> listen to me. I'm serious. Come to these podcasts and, and listen. Everybody has influences. People that they look up. People that they admire. People that they idolize. Look at those people. Study them. Find out if there's not, if you, you can't find them talking about how they made it. Look at their actions. 
look at sometimes if they're, if they're an athlete. How does someone, if you're a Tom Brady fan, look back at how, study how he was in high school, how his work ethic, that's a mindset. When he wasn't drafted number one, was drafted so low, what was his mindset? That he never quit. What inspiration by these people that you admire that are a success? And why do they continue to be a success? Like I said, nobody doesn't loom. You first need to be inspired by somebody. Everybody has some, even you may find somebody that inspires you. Yeah. Go there, study them, see what they did. Use that as an inspiration, not an imitation. Understand, don't imitate. Be inspired to be you because it all comes down to the, what's the one thing that you and that person that made it have in common? Fear. He just conquered his. Conquer you. So if you don't have, if you're not sure of how to break it down, look for those who, who inspired you. Study them. Be inspired. And then you'll figure it'll come to you. It'll naturally come to you like so-so did. It may be completely opposite of what you're trying to do. But the bottom line is it starts with the fear. Someone is, is, is like in football, but I want to be a, a boxer. But it's not about the football player. It's the mindset of the football player. It's the mindset of the police officer or the fireman or the CPO or the, uh, the, 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 the entrepreneur. It's the mindset because that's where it's that. Study those people, and they're all out. And see what they did. Understand how did they get over? How did they get over that? How did they get over the bumps when they when they got knocked down? When it looked like it wasn't going to happen, what did they? Anybody can. And that's where it starts. And that's how you develop your goal, your your mindset. Interesting. All right. You mentioned that. Yeah, you find a goal first. Go through from A to Z. Z is your goal. If you if you get inspired by someone and you study them, you will learn like how they actually achieve that, how they actually achieve their goal. Yeah. But you also mentioned that your way will be completely different from their way of achieving the goal. Exactly. And it's not always a strict line, right? And that let's say you come halfway to your goal, you get inspired. You go and do things, you put in some action, uh, some action steps into it, right? You go halfway, you get knocked down, let's say 20 times. Okay, you, you've been getting up 19, right? You've gotten down 20 times, and then you just kind of stop and think to yourself, hmm, is it really like working, right? Yeah. Uh, should, should you, so my question is, should you stop at this point or what actually needs to happen? Like, what would you recommend to these people? When that happens, and you're talking about a situation where you start questioning yourself, like, basically, the basic question is, is this really worth it? Is it worth this? Because it just doesn't seem like I'm getting there. When that happens, and understand, it's going to happen. Regardless of what your goal is, regardless of what you're, what your passion is, you are going to have a moment where you're going to question. You're going to question, is it worth the work? It's called the grind. Is it worth the grind? Is it worth the grind? If it's worth the grind. But I get to those points, and I've, I've, I've been there. I've been there where I just question, it just seemed like I'm tired. 
it just seems like I don't see it happening. Now, for me personally, when I have those feelings, there's always something always happens that reminds me that I'm on the right course. Sometimes it's coming in work and I, I don't want to be here and I'm like, oh, I'm tired of this. These these kids aren't getting it, yada, yada, yada. And all of a sudden, someone comes up to me and says, Coach, um, I just wanted to you know, tell you thank you because there's something you said two weeks ago and I was going through a really hard time. And I know nothing about what I was going through, but what you said almost literally saved my life. And this is in my field. And I'm like, what are you, are you telling the Lord? I know, Coach, you say a lot of things and inspiring, but that one particular time I was having a really bad day. And you said something very specific and it felt like you were talking to me. Now, that's just what I do because that's what I've learned. Just put it out there because you don't know who's listening. You don't know what, what kind of day somebody's had. That's in my field. And once that person, see, I didn't answer, but I was also feeling like I'm tired of this. They're not quite getting when that person came up to me, student, and said that, it just kicked me in the head and it made me realize, what do you think about it? This is who you are. This is the reason why you do this. This is the reason why you got so much passion when you think about this. This is how it started. And when you start getting down on yourself, these are the signs. Number one, it's work. It's not supposed to be easy. <laughs> if it was, everybody would be doing it. Everybody would be successful if it was easy. We're not sure. We're not. So when you get to those points where you're thinking you're getting tired and it's not, you got to understand that it's work. It's not going to be easy. The reward at the end is worth it. Now, sometimes you got to check that passion. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you got to dig deep. You got to dig deep into yourself and, and ask yourself, am I really done? And that's a real question. That's a real, real question. Now, with that said, I have to say this. Handle. It's so easy to ask someone else. It's so easy to take someone else's opinion like almost like we're doing now and use that as yours as yours and sometimes it's great it's great advice it's something that triggers like my coach i've had mentors that i'm very lucky that told me i thought we were talking about specific sports things but they were teaching me life lessons i've also had people that i shouldn't have listened to I've had people whose opinions were were stronger than mine, and they shouldn't have been. Mm -hmm. Because they were stronger than mine, because I gave them, I gave that opinion, I gave that strength to their opinions, and I would stop. I gave too much respect to their word because of their opinions. Not their facts, not their not their their bold statement, but just their opinions saying is that there's too many times that we give, we follow, we, we're too concerned about what people think. <laughs> too concerned about 
what somebody's going to think if I do this. If I do this, are they going to like me? If I do this and I'm so busy that I can't go out and hang out or my, or my buddy's going to not want to hang out with me. What's too concerned, we're talking about your life. We're talking about your dreams and your passions, friends, buddies. Everybody has an opinion. And remember, it's just an opinion. So do you have an opinion. But you don't base your opinion and what you're doing based on someone else's opinion who doesn't know you. Mm. Too many times, even in general, well, if I say this, what's everybody going to think? Who cares? Now, you have a lot of people that do that. Most of the people that do that, I'm just going to be bold. They don't make it. They don't make it. You will fail. Because you're basically living somewhere else's life. And that's why I say you got to ask yourself the hard questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you now, like, look, you shouldn't be doing this. This body is going to fail. It's going to last this long, blah, blah, blah. But who am I? It is just an opinion. And I can be completely wrong. Nine times out of ten, when you stick to yourself, when you ask that question to yourself, and I'm going to stick it out. You know, I respect your opinion, whatever it is, but this is my thing. Um, I was taught you start something, you finish it. That kind of goes back to childhood and how were you raised? Some people are raised with that. Some people develop that as they get older. It's like, when I start something, I'm going to finish it. And um, that is when you have to listen to yourself and say, okay, I don't agree. And I'm going to stick it out. Thank you very much. But I'm going to stick it out. Sometimes you flip and say, well, I hear your words positive about what I'm doing. But I also see how you live. I can look at you and say, well, you really have never finished anything. People that say that, the negative stuff, look at what they do. It's easy to follow. Don't follow what they say. Look at what they do. It's easier to, it's easy with people to criticize that can't do what you do. Most people that can't do what you do. Most people that are envious will put you down. But they call them the haters. The thing is, you've got to understand that there are a lot of them. A lot of people are jealous. A lot of people do not want to see you succeed. You have to understand that that's life. That, but you, again, use the fear, use that, and it may piss you off. Use that anger and it's fuel. I'm going to make it in spite of your opinion. I'm going to make it even, that's even fuel. I want to succeed even more now. Mm-hmm. Just so I can look back and look at you. Oh, by the way, I made it. And you know, despite so, there are things you need to to just use it, use it. Trust your voice. Trust in you. Invest in you. Because you better than anybody on this planet. That is so true. That is so true. And yeah, I mean, so my next question, I would be about. So you mentioned you know, stop listening to other people's opinions and you know, go with your own gut. Yes. Go with what from guts are telling you. A lot of people, uh, well, a lot of people are not, but some people, they, they have this inspiring figures that they look up to. Yeah. Right. And 
they want to be like them, right? And let's say you meet this that a figure that you get inspired by, mm -hmm. and that person tell, tells you, you know, I'm going to make it. There, just because they inspired you, mm -hmm. just because you may idolize what they've done, mm -hmm. what they have achieved. Remember, you don't really know them as a person. Mm -hmm. You got to remember that. There are some people that may come off like, like a-holes <laughs> as far as really knowing them. But on the outside, they're the king. They're this. And that happens all the time. Now, that's a personality trait. That's where they are. But also, you got to realize that sometimes that being an a-hole is what got them to keep going. And you understand, it's like, there's people find ways to keep them driving. People have ways to keep them on the grind. It's not all positive. Sometimes the fairy tells like, well, you got to stay positive and you got to stay That's a bunch of crap because life is not always positive. That's why they call it a grind mm -hmm. and not fun time. Is it grind? You're sitting around. Sometimes you get knocked down. Sometimes you stay up. That's what it is. Sometimes you got to find a reason to get back up. Sometimes that reason is maybe just anger. Okay? Sometimes that reason is just you're feeling sorry for yourself. Sometimes, whatever it is, you got to find a reason that triggers you to get back up, get back into the games. When it's anger, it could be anger towards something. It can be something in your childhood. It can be me hatred. As long as you use it to get back up. So sometimes, like I say, that's a personality trait. And if you have made it mm -hmm. and somebody's coming to you and say, hey, I'm inspired by you, blah, 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 I will be just like you. Sometimes it's like, dude, you're not going to be me. Why don't you be the best you? Mm -hmm. People have different ways of saying that. Someone sometimes they'll say, you ain't got a chance. <laughs> and with the whole stuff, I hope you do get pissed off. Yeah, stop idolizing me. Yeah, all right. Using it, it means at that moment, they're like, okay, I get it, but I'm still going to use you as your mindset. In person, <laughs> but you maybe somehow you've had to use that to get to where you're at. So I'm going to use that. I'm not going to use you personality. I'm not going to use that. What you've done doesn't change. Mm -hmm. It doesn't change. You made it. You got it. Now, the stuff you had to go through, I know it ain't easy because it is for me. Yep. I get it. You're a little upset. Yes, I get it because that's reality. You got to understand? Okay, reality. Nobody gets there clean. Nobody gets there clean. You got to fight. You got to fight. And it goes back to you got to have that mindset a realistic mindset. It's going to be easy. I just want to do this. Well, that's not enough. Just want to do it. Okay. You got to go through the channel. You got to, you got, you got to go hard. You got to grind. And so don't get discouraged. If you have, where your are telling you that 
You're not going to make it. Understand, you study them, they don't know you. They know nothing about you, but they will. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it sounds like every time you get discouraged, every time you need to get back up, every time you need to go to the course where, where you actually started, right? To actually go to that specific course where you can actually go, reach your goal. So every time you do that, it sounds like you need to go back to the roots of like, why are you doing well, there's an old saying, never forget where you came from. Never forget where you came from. That also pertains to never forget where you do it. Many times you got to go back. Sometimes I'll go back to when I first walked in that gym. Mm-hmm. Remembering that smell, remembering when I shut my walk and, and everything in there said, this is what I can't explain it other than the fact that I saw it. Everything in my body says, yes. Yes. Now, unfortunately, there are some people that never feel that. Anything they do in the lab because of fear. Because some people think they can't even think about doing better. And it's really, really sad, but it's very, very true. There are some people that just can't even see themselves in a better position. And you become complacent. You accept this is all it is because this is all... I can do. This is all of me. I can never see myself doing it. I can never be that. And that's where the mindset is negative. You just don't see yourself being successful. Why? And that's the, that's the only question. Then comes the excuses. Well, it comes back circle. Here comes the excuse. It's a circle, man. And it's like, it's, and the thing is, unfortunately, when you say that, you're 100% right. You're one percent right. You're not gonna make it. Because You're not because of what I said. Because you believe it, and because it's historical. Yes. You're not gonna make it because you already said. Your thoughts create. Your mindset will dictate what you're gonna do, and what you're not. Your mindset is I already see myself being successful. I don't see myself doing that. So, you're right. You're not gonna be successful. You're not gonna be that that, that entrepreneur. Because you don't even see yourself. Your mindset says, no, you can't do that. Now, do you want that? Oh, that'd be great. What I got to do? Change your mindset. Change your mindset. That's simple. See yourself. Anyway. Now, see Yes. See yourself winning. See yourself winning. That's, that's, that's so, so simple. Yes. <laughs> Not easy. It's easy to say. It's easy to internalize. But see, you got to understand, once you do that, then the work starts. And the work starts, yeah. Yeah? Then the work starts. And guys, now, break the circle. Yeah. Break the circle. That internal circle. It's inside. You got to see yourself. Listen to yourself. Listen to your own words. Awesome. That's so many good stuff that I've heard on this show right now that I think I can bring this down and we could have probably like 20 different episodes that <laughs> could relate to each gold nugget that you just dropped. But I want to finish with just a, one simple question. What would you recommend? Like, what is the one tip that you would recommend and share with our audience today that actually they can start developing this type of mindset? What would be that one tip? Well, one tip. 
just yeah, to the basic subject is, is mindset. Find some time to go home. Find some time where you do not have any distractions. Phone, TV, whatever it is. Find some time to be alone. Go to that place and just think about where, what do you want to do? What did you really, really want to do? Or be a cop? And ask those questions. Are you happy where you're at? Now, I'm saying, be 100% honest. Ask yourself, am I happy where I'm at? Or I'm just satisfied? Or I hate Really ask yourself that question. Right after you answer that, Ask yourself, where do I want to be? Now, it's very important you don't have any distractions. You go to a place where you think nothing else but yourself. You got to have that. You got to have that conversation with yourself. You're not happy, you're satisfied. Then ask yourself, what do I want to do? What do I want to be? Once you figure that, I don't care what it is. I don't care how ridiculous it may sound, be honest. Once you figure it out, write it down. Write it down and dick. If it's one letter, if it's a couple, write it down. Pin it somewhere where you can see it every day. That's it. Just pin it somewhere where you see it every day and there's a reminder. No matter what kind of day you're having, no matter how bad it is, no matter how pissed off you get, when you get home and you walk by and there's that like, oh, there it is. Each time, it's going to sink in more and more until one day you're going to do something about it. But you need that reminder. Write it down, pin it somewhere, put it on a mirror. So every time you see it, oh yeah, here's the video. I'm very with you. Write it down and make sure it's yours. That's all you got to do and put it somewhere where every day, even by accident, you see it. Because that's going to trigger the start of that mindset. It has to sink in. Sooner or later. But you got you to help yourself. <laughs> okay? You got to help yourself. That's uh, excellent. Thank you so much, Coach Joanne. I really appreciate it. Thank you. you. appreciate it. Good time. Good time. I'll come back. <laughs> I know. <laughs> show. I want people to learn more about you and your personality. Yes. <laughs> and there comes the hard part. All right. So I do have a fun round. On and on with the host that I would like to ask. Okay. Every guest that I have on the show. Kind of like five or six questions. Man, think fast. I'll think fast. I'm the top of the dome. So, uh, each question, not probably not more than 30 seconds. Okay. So, let's get back for a second to elementary and middle school years. Ooh. What was the younger version of Koshi Kiwanya look like at that time? Hey, Husky. Husky. Real fat. I was cute, but I was fat. <laughs> and always athletic. I was chubby. I was very, very chubby. But I was always very athletic. And I think my junior high school is when the baby fat started coming off. And I started looking like the things I was able to do. <laughs> and I got into weight training, which completely changed my body and my mindset. I didn't have the confidence when I was fat because I was 
kids can be cruel or kids can be brutal when it comes to the teens and this stuff. But when I started to, to fill out, I was still athletic, but my body got great muscle. I got into weight training and my body responded. That gave me the confidence. And that confidence took me with to the internet. Yeah. And when I got the confidence, it kind of ironic the people that had that same kind of confidence or mentors started coming. Well, wait, they started coming towards me. And I started listening. So that was when I grew up. I was not born like this. Next <laughs> <laughs> right, one. What is your go to Halloween costume? Yeah, I don't know why. But I remember being Batman times at anything else. I just, I had this thing about Batman. It's just, I think it's because you couldn't see my face. <laughs> and Batman, a lot of my friends had Superman, but Batman was kind of dumb. I just liked that. I was Batman, but it was like every other Halloween to the point where when the kids would come out and you saw Batman, everybody knew, it was, oh, there's the money. Nice. I feel like yeah, that's going to be it. And that's what I'm doing. I'm Batman. If you were to describe yourself with just one word, what would it be? I don't know. Hashtag free. Free. Yeah. And I say that not in a physical sense. When I say free, as far as just flattering me, I'm really speaking of my mindset. My mind is free, which means it's open to explore anything that I can figure out what I want to do. That's very, very important to me that my mind is free. I can be in a cage. I can be in a situation where it's like, I, I feel frustrated. I feel like I'm not getting anywhere. But as long as my mind is open enough to figure like, you know what, we can get out of this. Your mind has to be free. And I've developed that to have, no matter what the situation I'm in, my mind has to stay free. Because that's the only way I'm going to get out of any situation I'm in. That's pretty powerful. What was the one to be asked by Sarah interviewed you in the past, but never did? What makes you happy? What truly makes you happy? A lot of the questions during interviews like this are always about what I've done and my experiences, and, but it's never about um, like right now, mm -hmm. in the moment. I eat one machine happy, you know, and I think that there's so much that we can answer as far as what we're doing because we've done it. And it's like, well, I did this, I did this, my accolade, blah, 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 and this is what happened to me. And that's easy because it's, it's just thinking back in the past. But a pleasant question is always, what makes you happy? And that's when you got like, and they're like, 40 things. <laughs> and it made me happy. <laughs> That's good, man. <laughs> Just me. <laughs> yeah. So another one that they wanted to ask you, like a few more. Uh, let's say 100 years, the science fails to save us. And all that is left is the book about your life. What will the title be? And what, the, what would the blur tell us about Coach and Joy? That would be to free your mind. Free your mind. Free your mind. And the book would be basically about fear. 
how to control it, how to use it, how to accept it, uh, how to leave it behind. But basically, it would be about fear because there's so much. When you talk about fear, there's so many. There's so many pieces of fear to where fear can hold you back from from being successful. Fear can hold you in uh, uh, situations where. I even use this was a prime example, racism. A lot of fear of, of a person that doesn't look like you is because you just don't know them. Mm-hmm. And there's a fear that they, what you heard, but they're like this and they're like that. It's all based on a fear. Racism, bigotry. Even crimes of, of passion where, no, we could have just talked this out. But there's that fear. Fear has so much control when we give it to that. So my thing would be, let's understand the fear and how much it controls and makes us act, and let's use that and reverse that. Instead of letting the fear in every situation hold us back and stop us. If you had feared me, if you would fit the fear of black men, it's like, if you kept that fear, I wouldn't be here. If you truly had that fear, well, I don't know, black guy. People say, well, he's just, he's that. I said, well, maybe he's just, he's afraid because he doesn't understand. Now when we talk, it's like, damn, he's cool. That's, that's worldwide. Fear of somebody that's a different religion. Fear of someone that's from a different country. Again, this one thing is common. How would my book would be about, let's deal with fear. And that's awesome. All right. And that. Uh, I think this is the last question that we can actually end our show with. Uh, I think this is excellent. The book about fear. And actually, I would actually encourage you to write a book. <laughs> I started. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I think it's going to be good. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to put it on my mirror. <laughs> so I can see it every day. <laughs> every, everyone can use it. Well, myself, I would do it. I would do it because even at this age, almost 16, I still have fears. I understand them all. That's the only difference is I just understand them all. I know what they can do and I know what they can't do. That's the only difference is that I just understand the power of fear. It doesn't mean it goes away. I just use it to my benefit. That's great. That's awesome. And hey, I'm going to be looking forward to seeing that. Yeah. Let's let's put the time frame. Oh, I'm a baby then. <laughs> you want to hear? You want to hear? You want to see that? Okay, okay. Maybe it's a little interview in a magazine. <laughs> I'll accept that challenge. What? Thank you so much. Thank you. Really appreciate it. I appreciate. Had a great time. Catch up. Cool. We hope that today's episode has inspired you to take action towards building the life you've always wanted. Don't forget to leave us a review, share, and subscribe to our podcast for more empowering stories, actionable insights, and motivation to help you make the shift towards your own dreams. Thanks again for listening to The Shift.